Well, 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 if she isn't on time this time, <laughs> welcome back to another riveting episodes of episodes, plural, question mark, um, of episode of Black Cats in the Zodiac. This is your host, Rachel. Um, how are you guys? How are, how's it going? How's life? I, I feel like that's a loaded question these days, considering the state of the world and the planet and everything that, um... We uh we we uh, work for. Um, sorry about that. Um, for those who celebrate, how was your Thanksgiving? I hope like it wasn't terrible. Um, I have a friendsgiving tomorrow. It's eighties themed. I'm concerned about the food, but I'll bring my own and I'll just eat that as one does, and I'll eat before I go, so I can just nitpick, not nitpick, but pick from the plates and not have to never necessarily get down to business on anything. Um, like I mentioned before in my last episode, I found my earbuds. They are in use. You can hear me now. Good. Um, shout out to Sprint. <laughs> um, I have my water, my white claw, my rock star. So I am ready to go. Um, oops. Sorry, Xander's is once again being Xander's. He's the best cat. Now he's just hanging out behind me. His coat is so shiny these days. I have not changed his food. He's just been eating and drinking water. We've both been so healthy. Um, nice. Uh, so Thanksgiving. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some just like some fucking shit that I saw in the fucking news. Like Taylor Swift, of course, because like she's she's great. Um, I love her. And then, um, but then, like, also, like, P. Diddy, which I find to be kind of crazy. I didn't look too much into it. I told someone I was going to, like, look more into it. But, like, the more I got into today's episode, like, the, the meat of it, I was kind of like, mm, it's not really for me. But, like, um, it, it's okay. But I'm, it's, so it was kind of like a, mm, you know, with the whole, like, drama, drama. But... Um, but I will go into Taylor Swift because, like, I've been holding my tongue. I've been holding my tongue for it because, you know, you know how celebrities do. You know, like, the whole marketing thing. Um, but, like, tell me why after watching, um, Taylor change the lyrics to, um, fucking Karma at the end. Like, Karma is is the guy on the Chiefs coming home to me. Tell me why I didn't almost go fucking buy Travis Kelsey jersey. Tell me why I, I mean, I didn't go buy it because, like, why would you? Um, but tell me why I just, like, fell in love with their romance. <laughs> like, this is my Dawson's Creek. Like, I am here for it. Um, for those who don't know, because no one knows, I don't really tell a lot of people. I like to watch Dawson's Creek. Oh, I'm feeling particularly romancy for some reason because like I like I love the angst of it. I love the pining and the wanting and the, oh my gosh, I can't get enough of it. Or like just like the, all the drama. Um I don't necessarily enjoy how they've treated Michelle Williams's character, but um the rest of it's kind of kind of chill. You know. But, um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, 
I'm just here for it because, you know, as a single lady, it's nice to see, you know. And I'm not saying, like, I've had... Because I know you guys have been, like, this girl and her boyfriends. But, no, I'm not saying that I've had, like, awfully, like, terrible, terrible times. Because, like, I've been reminiscing lately, and it's kind of funny. Um, but that's where I'm at in my healing journey. I can finally see the nice things. Um, and, like, it just being celebrated by a person just means amazing. Like, it means so much, you know. Um, or just having someone just do something crazy, crazy nice for you. It's just, it's nice, and I can't wait to, like, be in love again if that ever happens. Because currently, I am in love with my cat, and how much sunshine we're getting here in the Pacific Northwest instead of rain. But I do know that means that we're going to have a crazy winter, and it's not going to be very forgiving. So I need to make sure my tires are aired, and I need to change them out, actually. I think their they're tread's kind of wearing thin. Which isn't good. Um, but no. It's it's nice. Uh, it's nice to see. It's nice because, like, we've seen so many, like, shitty televised relationships throughout our lives that... Ouch. Sorry, I'm picking up with my nose hairs. That's nice to see ones where people, especially people who have just been, like, fucking massacred in the media... They find someone and that person just wants to, like, take it slow for them. Um, and especially for Taylor because, like, fucking all that I know, and I don't know much about the situation because obviously I'm just a normal person. But all that I know about Joe is that basically he was giving, like, um, Sir Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra, like, he's like, run away with me, fucking leave all your fucking responsibilities, your royalties, your, um, place in the world behind, and just live this peasant life with me in the forest, it would be so sweet and so cute, and, like, for a time, like, it's cute and everything, and you want to consider it, considering, like, all this bullshit against you, and you want to consider it, and be like, yes, we, we can do this. We can make our own lives for ourselves. We can blaze our own trail. But then you're like, remember who the fuck you are? And you're like, I can't. I'm bejeweled, bitch. Get out of here. And <laughs> so it's nice to see someone walk with Taylor instead of running to avoid the paparazzi. Because those videos are fucking nuts. Fucking insanely nuts. <laughs> I saw this video on TikTok, and it's, like, the the um the creator was playing the video with Joe, like, <laughs> like, dragging Taylor. Like, they're running from a restaurant to, like, the car. He's, like, dragging her. And she's, like, he's a, she's a runner. She's a track star. Like, that one song. Um, <laughs> I don't know the, I don't know the song. But... <laughs> I know that is a song, but I don't know the title or who makes it. And I just thought that was fucking hilarious because, like, it was. And then you see these videos come out of, like, her and Travis Kelsey. And he's just, like, checking his six, checking his tens, checking his twos, making sure there's a direct line to the car and the paparazzi aren't, like, too overwhelming. But he's got her hand. They're chilling. Leisurely stroll. And... Taylor looks like she's the one flustered by how slow he's going. But he's like, nah, dude, this is your life. 
I'm chill with this, and that's a fucking Libra. He's like, this is what you gotta go through? I'd be a fucking idiot to want you to change when you are the star of the world right now. Like, I'd be a fucking idiot. And honestly, we need that energy in, in today's society. And uh, I, I was thinking, because like I also saw this thing um, about um, why... I'm oh, sorry. I um, I'm I've um, I keep hitting my tongue on the roof of my mouth because I burnt the fucking roof of my mouth this week. Um, eating my soup that I made, some roast beef soup. Beef, it's roast beef, but it's kind of soupy. And I burnt my fucking roof of my mouth because I made biscuits with it, and it was too hot. And I was trying to eat. Uh, lunch at work and I just fucking burnt the roof of my mouth and so now it's like still sore but it's like healing and my tongue just keeps rubbing against it so I apologize but um circling back but like I was also on TikTok and because like I always I'm also like you know judging society as one does and um I know that these topics are very small compared to the bigger things of the world but let me have them um I don't know who I'm talking to everyone's like girl go off um but I uh, fucking um, think that's also interesting because I also saw a TikTok. I was TikToking as usual, um, but I haven't talked about TikTok in a while, so let me be. Um, and uh, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, so I was TikToking, and I don't know why this is so hard for me to get get to Xander's. Um, but they were discussing the millennial. And, um, because we're Gen Y, and I don't know, the generation below us, our um, relationship with food, and then it kind of played back, like, all these different um, celebrities, movies, commercials, where they're like, I'll, eat, I'll have a slice of iceberg lettuce, please, <laughs> and that's my, that's my lunch, that's my salad, and things like that, because, like, we grew up with just diet culture just being the norm. Similarly to how the generation before us grew up with, like, cigarettes being, like, shown in all the movies. And so they grew up to, like, smoke. Um, and then I was also thinking, because I feel like I've, I said something about this, like, a few episodes ago. But there's also this um, culture of, like, songs and just the unromanticism of relationships and how everyone's going to cheat on you and no one trusts anyone because like everyone's going to keep cheat on you and then that just kind of gets coupled and quadrupled I suppose with the fact that social media is social media like Facebook should never have been a dating app <laughs> like that's difficult in and of itself like you want to <laughs> So it just kind of like, I guess my, my um, connections are, it's weird how much things can be shown and um, presented in the media or in like, you know, daily life that, well, when's daily, well, no, because the media becomes daily life and how much that kind of just trans or in inspires our life decisions. Um, I'm sorry, Xander's was being cute, so I just had to just give him a smooch, smooch. <laughs> um, 
And so it's it's hard to kind of take yourself out of those mentalities. But like, if you have a weird relationship with food, fix it. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's not that's not the easy way to way to go. But um, I don't know. Just remember to always be kind to yourself. And then similarly with the whole uh, social media and, like, the media in general just kind of, like, portraying everything to be, like, everyone's going to hurt you. Just kind of learn to be kind to yourself with that, too, and be kind to other people because, like, we're all trying to connect. And we're all trying to just not be lonely, I suppose. And we're all just trying our best in a way, but that's why communication is so important. And I know that it's fun to, like, hide behind a screen and, um, you know, just live your life like that without direct connection. But if you're always masking and hiding and presenting your acting self... There's no way for anyone to actually be there for you when you need them because who are you, really? Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but like that's just been like the general kind of like air that I've been kind of considering. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like from a few different things, like. Definitely, like, Facebook has, like... Because I've also been thinking about how I'm perceived going into... going Actually, going that, that does go into, like, um what I wanted to talk about a little bit today. Um, because, like, I know it's really silly, but I pay a lot of attention to how many friends and people follow me on different social media platforms. And so whenever, like, people, like, unfollow me, I'm like... What was it? Did I send a meme that was weird? Did I like something that was weird? Like, what was it? Um, and I don't know how weird that is because, like, I take social media so personally, but I take it so impersonally at the same time because I'm, like, it's social media. I'm going to post whatever the fuck I want because why are you taking it seriously? But then I, I'm, like, it's social media. If you're friends with me, why'd you unfriend me? <laughs> Because, like, I, I I feel like by friending me on, so, on social media, you're saying that, hey, I like your weirdness. But unfriending me, it's like, oh, you're too much. <laughs> Which, you know, I am too much for some people. Um, but then those aren't my people, and I need to remember that. Um, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been so, like... Confusing in the in the beginning of a cast, so there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's there's also a full moon on the twenty seventh, and so I've been noticing my emotional state because you know my Cancer moon. Um, so I've been noticing that my emotional state's been fluctuating lately. Like I've been so exuberantly happy, just so excited about life in general and like the future. I've been planning. And manifesting of and my intentions are all written down. Um but I found myself like waking up in like a weird melancholy 
or weird um, thought processes lately. And only for the last couple of days. They don't really last long because like, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> but um, I do. And I'm not going to lie. You, you all know it by now anyway. So you guys talk my besties. Um, we're like, this girl, she's just therapying herself. It's fine. Um, two almost bachelor's degrees in psychology. Um, I, I could be someone's life coach. Uh, I should finish that class, actually. Um, anyway, but what I wanted to say, I say all of that to say that the planets are being weird. <laughs> One second. I'm sorry, that was me drinking. Rock star and a true, not truly, only a white cloth. I worked out today, and that was nice. I always feel like such a bad bitch after I finish working out. Um, and then I'm actually wearing a sports bra because I've been going braless, and my boobs have just been into my skin because they're small. <laughs> so they're, like, shapeless. <laughs> so I've been wearing a bra to kind of train them back to look like something. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so, yeah, so I don't know. I've just been really introspective lately. It's also Sagittarius season, so welcome officially as of the 22nd to Sagittarius season. My favorite season. Um, is there a window open? No. Weird. Um, sorry, I thought there was a window open over here. Because um, it's, like, cold. It's just the ghost, can you please... Leave. Thank you. Um, I remember one time I was hanging out with this guy named Austin, and uh, we were friends. Like it, it was very chaotic because he was like a Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, and I, of course, am a Capricorn Sun, Cancer Moon. Very chaotic friendship. Um, but he was very, very witchy. And one day I was at his house, his apartment, and I was sitting on the ground because I, I love sitting on the ground. And um, he got like a metal bowl, aluminum bowl, and he put some things in it and then he put like a, some scraps of paper and he set them on fire and he just kind of like shoveled it around like he's like, you know, cooking shit on a walk with a walk. And, um, he just like let it burn and just some not not all of it burnt and he's like, huh? So you want to stick around? Well, as long as you're friendly. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, just see if the ghost is friendly. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then like I was um because the way his bathroom was is that uh no oh, jeez I'm in the living room and usually. I'm in my bedroom when I podcast, but I'm home by myself. And um, my back's to the kitchen here. And I felt that coldness, but, like, now it's kind of different. Like, I acknowledged a presence 
and now it's like, oh, you know I'm here. Please leave. <laughs> Whatever you are, please go. Please go. Um, anyway. Um, so, no, I have a fucking ghost. Um, but yeah, and then like I, there's another instance where I was, um, going to the bathroom, the way his apartment was situated, it, it was like the living room and kitchen were kind of connected because those are apartments. And then his bedroom was there and that led to his bathroom. They had to go through his ba- his bedroom to get to his bathroom. And so I was going, I was going to the living room and I was going to the bath, going to go to the bathroom, but I got to the interchange of his door frame and um, his, uh, yeah, his door frame from the kitchen to the, or not the kitchen, but the living room to the um, bedroom. And I took a step in, and I took it back, right back out, because, like, something was, like, so, like, nope, and I was, like, interesting, and he was, like, what's wrong? I'm, like, something's in your room, question mark, because, like, I just felt it, and he's, like, you're not the first person to say that, and I'm, like, well, maybe we should do something about that, bro, Um, but anyway, that's the... That's the feeling here for some reason. Um, interesting. Yeah. Because I have the heater on. And it's always when you have the heater on that, like, things are a little bit more cold. I don't know. I I didn't mean to go down this tangent. But um, you know what they say. When you're by yourself, are you really? <laughs> uh, fuck. Um... But no, I've also been having, like, weird headaches all week. And no, I didn't have one until just now. So maybe I've just been, like, feeling a, a, a kind of way. I don't know. Um, maybe it's also, like, someone trying to impugn, impugn, impinge on my presence. I don't know. Because, like, there's a saying, or there's a belief, I suppose, that... Um, if you see flies or little gnats or things like that outside of, like, you know, like, just normally you're going to see them during the summer. But if you see them, like, during the winter and the fall, that means that someone is uh, mentally, psychically um, trying to connect with you, trying to spy on you. And, like, I do, like, we've had, like, some little flies in here. Um, we've had... Like, I saw a ladybug yesterday, um, but I think I saw, like, a fly, like, just for a second earlier, and I'm just, like, return to cinder, um, besides that little ladybug, because that's supposed to be a sign of good luck, but the flies and everything, it's like, can you fucking stop? Because the thing is, if you are spying on me, means that you probably know me, means that we could just be friends. <laughs> fucking idiot you fucking walnut um so i don't know what that is if you're listening to the podcast fucking stop being weird fucking stop being weird anyway i love this podcast i can talk about all my weird shit (laughs) you guys are like eating it up um anyway so the planet's 
I have been wanting to like go over what the fucking plans are doing for a while. So here it is. Um, so the current planetary positions, the sun is in Sagittarius at two degrees. Um, Sagittarius, 25 minutes. Um, you know, there's 60 minutes to every degree. Um, oops. The moon is at one degree Taurus at 46 minutes. Uh, it's go there's going to be a full moon in Gemini on the 27th. I didn't look up too much about what it's supposed to mean, but wherever, you know, you know the huge, the wherever Gemini is in your chart, um, it's going to affect probably that area of your life. But look also towards the ruler of Gemini, which is Mercury, and see how that's going to also affect you. Um, for example... I've got Gemini in my fourth house. That's my house of home. Um, so that's always concerning because, like, when fucking Mars is transiting Gemini last year, the year before, it rocked my shit. It rocked my shit hard. Um, it rocked my shit hard, hard. Uh, but, um,. Mercury, so just basically, and then so, let me think. Oh, that's weird. So, for me personally, Gemini is in my fourth house. You know, my um, house of home. What else is it? Fucking rule. One second. It's home and some other stuff, but I just can't remember what it is right now for some reason. So, fourth house. Yeah, okay. Individuals, history, and roots. Um, home and family. Yeah. And it was relationship with the maternal figure. Oh, interesting. As well as a unique outlook on domestic domesticity. That's not a word, is it? Um, so, yeah. So, with it being my fourth house, um, meaning that I need to look at my Mercury, which is my tenth house, directly opposite, and that's in Sagittarius. And funnily enough, um, Mercury is going to go retrograde in December. So it's. Let me look at that. Because I want to say that means that I need to kind of make sure, like, reinforce my relationships and uh, connection with my home. But let me. I don't know. Um, it's called a beaver moon. I love that. <laughs> okay. Highlights your material possessions, income, and job. It urges you to ponder if everything is going smoothly. Okay, yeah. So... Watch out for that. Yeah, so, like I said, watch out for, I have to be careful, because, like, I just, um, I'm doing well, actually. So, that's a Monday thing. So, I'm sure if I can argue about it, I can probably fix it. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not concerned, but now I'm like, Ugh. but I'm going to knock on some wood. Everything's going to be golden and great, because... I've spiritually, like, nothing bad. I, I, I don't know. It's my job. 
That's all there is. You know, like, when, when you um, start worrying about something that you don't necessarily need to worry about, you kind of just bring negativity to it. And so it's like, I'm not going to worry about it because I don't need to worry about it. It's going to be fucking fine. Um, but, see, with Mercury, I always worry about travel. Because Hermes, the, you know, the traveling god, um, messenger. Oh, yeah, it's also messages. So, messages about... That's interesting. Um, messages from people who uh, are connected to your home. So maybe my mom's going to call me or something. Um, that's interesting. But I think about Hermes in terms of traveling because he was the the guy who would travel around all the time and delivering messages to different people. But that's I, wor- I worry about my car. <laughs> but anyway... Um, so, moving on. So, yeah, like I said, uh, Sagittarius is currently in Mercury, and that's had Mercury return. And then Mars is also in Mercury also. I mean, Mars is also in Mercury. Mars is also in Sagittarius also. That's why Sagittarius returns. So, we're going to go into that a little later. Venus is in Libra, and that's conjuncting with, that's hanging out with the South Node. So, probably, I would think that... Those with those heavy kind of Venus placements may not be having the best time right now. They're because um, with Libra and Venus, I mean, heavy Venus placements, sorry, heavy Libra placements, um, the since the South Node is in Libra, I would think that they are kind of undergoing that transformation to the more I am kind of energy that's Aries because the Aries is in the north node, so it goes from south to north. You're kind of, you're in the south, you're in the south energy, but you want to be in the Aries north node energy. And um, so, my knees hurt. <laughs> um, so you, so I would think that there's a lot of selfish, or more selfish tactics um, coming from those Libra Venuses where they're not so much looking at, like, trying to balance the relationship to make everyone else feel okay, but they're trying to balance their relationships to and they're attractive, the things that they're attracted to, to make themselves feel good and balance it out towards that instead of, like, everybody else. They want them, they're putting themselves on the scale and finding their worth again. Jupiter's in Taurus, that's retrograde at 7 degrees. Um, Saturn just ended its retrograde a couple weeks ago on the 4th of November and it is direct in Pisces we're living our dreams please Um, and Uranus is retrograde in Taurus as is Neptune retrograde in Pisces but Pluto is direct in Capricorn gonna go to fucking Aquarius pretty soon here Um, sorry uh, Sagittarius at zero degrees, Mars, Jupiter is seven degrees, Taurus, Saturn zero degrees, Pisces, 53 minutes, so it's almost out of degree. It just restarted its transit, so bear with us. Um, Uranus, 20 degrees, Taurus, 36 minutes retrograde, um, Neptune, 24 degrees, Pisces with 56 minutes of retrograde, Pluto, 28 degrees, Capricorn, 22 minutes! Direct. Um, so, yeah. Turning the page, because I wrote shit down today. Um, 
So yeah, with Saturn being direct, I just want to note because I didn't uh, continue working towards your dreams. Be Delulu. As act as if what you ever is, it is that you're. Wait, what did I say? Act as if whatever it is is already yours. Um, sometimes you can't write your sentences, and that's okay. Um, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune are still retrograding. Um, but Jupiter is going to be out of retrograde on the 31st of December. So just one more month. And But, like, with that kind of... Because it's been retrograde for a while now. Uh, I think a couple months. Um, as is, like, all of these planets. Uranus and Neptune. <sighs> I don't know why I always get tired when I talk. But Jupiter is our planet of expansion. It brings, but with with it being retrograde, it's bringing like an internalization in a way. It's bringing introspection. It's giving introspection. <laughs> it's been a call to internally connect to our spirituality and philosophical growth and development. You know, Sagittarius uh, ruled, or it rules Sagittarius. It rules Pisces. Um, so it wants you to kind of connect to you and ground yourself and and kind of reevaluate what you want, what you dream, in a way. To be like with these outer planets, these specific outer planets, they are very much so giving. Revaluation of your internal belief system. Uranus, it's retrograde in Taurus. It's going to be retrograde until the 27th of January. Um, and it's going, it's uh, that planet of rebellion. Sanders, you crazy bitch. Sorry. He just runs through the fucking living room and. Oh, something's coming up the stairs. Because uh, I'm home alone, I don't know when my roommate's going to come home. <laughs> so, I should probably turn the heater off now. Um, but no, sorry, Xander's just fucking ran through the fucking living room, and I was already getting, like, creep, creep vibe because, like, the fucking whatever was happening earlier, and, um, and so, it just scared me a little bit, sorry. So, anyway, Uranus, 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 um, that's the plan of rebellion and change, and that's also, like, turning, because it's in retrograde, so it's, like, turning internally, or makes us turn into our internal, um, stuff, you know? It's encouraging us to break away from, like, the thoughts and, and those surroundings that we use to limit ourselves. And rebel against that dogma that we follow that create, like, an environment that we are not allowed to be our true, authentic selves. You know? It's giving, I'm coming out of my cage, I've been doing just fine. <laughs> did I just quote the killers? Absolutely, I did. Um... But that's what it's giving, to be fair. Um, Neptune, that's the planet of dreams, spirituality, illusions, because it also deals with deception, because it's the things that we 
um, kind of lie to ourselves about or lie to others about because um, it's in the eighth house. So it usually rules. Does it usually rule the eighth house? I want to say yes, actually. Or did I just do that or learn that from doing someone else's chart? Um, yeah, okay. So you just rules the 12th house of unconscious. <laughs> it's just when it's placed in the 8th house, it's your liar. That's what it is. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> How rude is that? But um, that's what it was at the time. Oh, look at me. Okay. Um. Anyway, so that's so. It, but it's prompting like a reevaluation of our dreams. How we connect to our intuition, questioning what we have known to be true, and whether we thought those notions were true because of like outside sources or just like our own fleeting thoughts of like how. Or just also, like, things that we learned when we were younger versus things that we know now. Like, do our belief systems still hold true? Are we still connected to our intuition? Are we still connected with our soul? Like, so, with these three planets in transit, it's giving very much so, are you spiritually connected with your mind and your heart? And if not, what do you need to do to break into it? Or break free from whatever's constraining you and making you unhappy. Because, you know, the universe wants us to be in our truest selves, our truest forms. And for me, that's happiness. Like, I don't have to, like, even though I know happiness is always fleeting, it's attainable. And then we can land in contentment. Um, so that's the astrology. A um, of the the big planets as the astrology of the of the day right now, um. But like I was just thinking, like when I was writing it, I was like, what a great time to be single, like um, because I enjoy introspection. I enjoy knowing what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I enjoy those discussions of thought patterns and why people are how they are, and who they are. Um, so it's been very fun of me to be able to kind of heal those wounds that were opened and reopened and the new scars that were made um, by being able to kind of look within and put myself through some things so that I could uncover whatever may have been hidden. You know what I mean? Um... And I, I like to live, and I like to learn, and I like to unlearn. So, yeah, it's been a good time. Um, I've been fucking having fun. So then we're going into my Mer Mars and Mercury return. And um, so that's that's actually really interesting. Let me, let me get into it. Let me take a swig.
Sorry. I'd be choking, as I do. Um, so, Mars and Mercury return in Sagittarius. Um, so, Mars takes about two, two and a half years um, to return to the place that it was in your birth chart when you were born. Um, so like a, that makes sense. So like my last Mars return would have been when I was 30. And that makes sense because that's when I kind of was just kind of being reckless at the time. Oh, Zandy. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, and so it kind of led into, um, when did I turn 30? Someone was 32. 23. So 21. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So I turned 30 in 2021. 20, and did I? Wow, I did. Okay. What was I doing? Was that the year that I moved here? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, wow. I just... Everything happened so fast that year. Like, those last few months. Um, That's interesting. But, yeah. So, I was being kind of reckless. And, which makes sense because I got a fucking DUI. And I wrecked my car and I almost died. Because um, I'm a crazy. But this time, I'm a lot more cautious. I'm, first of all, by myself. Which makes a world of difference because I'm not going to be crazy and reckless because I get to be grounded and I don't have another person, you know, to influence my emotions as much, as much, um, because, you know, I have a pattern of getting way too into relationships and I give up my own like sense of self for the benefit of the other person. And that's never a no. That's never a good thing. Um, so like, who who are you? Um, they're like, who are you? I'm like, I don't know. Whatever you want me to be. Um, so I don't have to deal with that. And so I've what I've been doing instead is I've, you know, like I mentioned before, I've been manifesting and and writing down my intentions for these next couple of years, and I get the opportunity to myself in a better situation all around and I'm not necessarily sure if I'm ever going to date again like I'm going to date because it's fun but I don't know if I'm going to be in any relationships again because like why do that when I could just date around and just have all the fun that I want you know I want to date them all <laughs> like Pokemon uh, safely you know, um, but, so it's, so it's an interesting, interesting kind of thing, but that's not necessarily the point that I'm going, getting into, I'm just very protective against, uh, protective around my goals, because of, you know, energy attracts energy, and so I want to be able to attract, like, positive influences into my goals, I don't want to just kind of like spout them off like I have in the past because I have this weird thing that like if I talk about them, I get excited about them and then the reward endorphins come in as if I've already done it and I haven't done it. So 
I um, have a lot of secret goals that I don't talk about until like they're done or they're in progress and I can see improvements with it. But so we'll see what happens here in the next couple of months with everything. Oh, that's my little earring. Um, there it goes. Um, so, but with, with Mars, um, being in my, being Mars return, it's like the beginning of a new cycle involving like personal resourcefulness. I've, this year has been taught me that I am very resourceful and I am a very hard worker. Um, but I've also been able to surrender to the universe and just kind of like go with the flow as needed. And it's been crazy needed. Um, and it can direct you to what area of life your greatest efforts should be placed and how to go about achieving goals. So with things being like, well, I guess I'm going to wait for that part because it's on the next page and it kind of combines everything together. But uh, it also offers insight about the most vital new endeavors you'll begin over the next two years. So it's kind of a, a situation like... This is why it's important to be an active participant in your life so that you can kind of recognize different patterns that are happening and you can recognize um, what you're doing and who's around you and how you're influencing things and how other things are being influenced by you or how you're being influenced by other things. So you can't be passive and do this because you're just going to miss it. Um, and then, so, I've got to sneeze. It won't come out, though. Um, so then, with Mercury being also my Mercury return, which happens about every year or so, about once a year, um, <clears throat> it's usually around a person's birthday, so I probably experience Mercury return every year without even even really noticing it um so and this happens about and mercury go spends about two to three weeks in a sign whereas uh mars spends about six weeks in a sign um but it's going to be retrograde here coming up on the 13th that's his birthday so like that's probably gonna be a crazy day for ooh, i'm sorry for her release schedule if, if she releases anything but it's going to be ret retrograde from uh, 12-13, December 13th, to the first of the year. So way to start a new year with Mercury and retrograde and Sagittarius. Um, so I'll be careful. I'll watch my mouth. <laughs> um, and that Mercury being retrograde or Mercury being your um, your return, your return in Mercury, that focuses on how we may express ourselves, our communication patterns, and uh, opportunities to gain knowledge. Um, and so, it's funnily enough, um, because Sagittarius is the sign of the teacher, um, of learning, higher learning, things like that. Um, and, then, and being in the tenth, it's how like other people kind of see you. Um, so with me being in my 10th house and in Sagittarius, um, 
you know, the philosopher, the teacher could be the funny one. And then in the tenth is of career, reputation, outward image. It was just kind of, for me, it was kind of screaming connections and putting myself out there, but being careful about my actions and not letting things, like, slide, like, not letting myself be disrespected, but, like, not... <laughs> because it's a very slippery slope I'm learning with having... Like, now that I am aware of my placements and how people have been perceiving me, it's a very slippery slope because I say things that are just very, like, observational, um, very kind of, like, just not thought through, just very, just comes out of my mouth. And a lot of people take it as me being mean they take it they don't like how I speak to them they they take it very not how I meant to say it. so I'm very kind of like in a weird understood kind of a kind of a way um which is silly because I feel like be, being an adult you should be misunderstood so I'm trying to fix that I'm trying to figure it out so it's, it's screaming, like, I'm going to be connected with, like, different people. I'm going to put myself in areas of places that I can gain more knowledge, and I know exactly what those are. Um, so, it's screaming. The universe has my back, but also be careful, because I want to set myself up in these extra years to have all the things that I should have had two years ago. But I was silly. I wasn't focusing on the right things. We we're in a pandemic and I was going through my Saturn return and I just wanted to connect with people and I wanted to not be lonely anymore. Like it worked, but I also was the loneliest I've ever been. Um so let's not do that. Let's let's put my own merit in myself and my friends, because like I now know that I have people who I can call at any minute. And they will have my back 1,000% in any and every situation. And I love that for me because I've never really thought that I had something like that. But I do. Um, and I'm thankful. And I love those people. And they know who they are. <laughs> I think them on Facebook all the time. <laughs> um, all right. But uh, getting back into the tarot. Sorry, guys. Xanders, what are you doing? Um, so, I'll just... So, we've already covered the Minor Arcana. And um, we've already covered the Tarot in general. So, we can go over now. I'll just do... Well, I'll probably... I'll see how far I can get. I'll try to squeeze them all in. Um, because I originally had it planned for, like... Just like the first eleven, but there's only twenty-two fucking cards. So like, let's let's go. Um, I love my books. Oh, my legs are so fucking tired. Um, one second. I just don't know how to get my hips to be flexy. I don't know. That's what I'm working on. I want to be. Flexible. I want my hips to be flexible. I want to 
have my earbuds not fall out of my ears. One second, I'm going to go get a fucking um, headband. I swear I found one in here the other day. Little baby. It's a headband. It's a headband. Yeah. <laughs> ah, here we go. Oops, oops. There we go. Headband, headband, headband. I love them. There we go. Cool, cool. No, here we go. Um, there we go. So I'll put them on the tops so you can still hear me. Perfect. I'm looking at the little fucking little. Like I, I've I've muffled myself a lot, but I'm also talking a little lower. Here we go. All right, so we're going to get into the major, major arcana, <laughs> the major arcana here, um, and that's just the full. And so, like, there's 22 cards of the major arcana. It's the first 22 of the tarot. Um, it starts with the full, ends with the world. Um, you could see it as kind of like a hero's journey. Like, it's the fool who's like just kind of like, just is like, yeah, let's totally like, yeah. New thing, let's let's go. Um, it's the faith of like starting something new and then like finding and learning everything and letting yourself begin again. So it's like the hero's journey where like the person's called to do something, to go on this crazy adventure, and then by the end of it they slay the dragon and then they take everything they've learned to go and like end their adventure and then do something different. Um, or begin again in a way. Uh, it's like the overall energy of the minor arcana can be like day to day changes, but um, important lessons and like weeks can be deciphered from the energies of the major arcana. Um, and then the major arcana, like whether it's in reverse or up upright, it kind of is gives you the energy of important lessons to like, overcome in order to like, be able to continue to progress on your storyline. It's very important stuff. So here. Let me get my setup ready. I'm sorry. I had a little hair in my mouth. So the fool, um, in my deck, it's the, what kind of deck is this? It's a specific kind of deck. It's the Rider Weight Tarot deck. So the strength and the judgment card are mixed. Are, um, so strength is number eight, whereas in the, there's another deck by someone else. I forget the name. And it has judgment as number eight and I think it's no it's 11 justice sorry um so eight and 11 are swapped so just so you know um if you're looking at a different deck 
So the fool, that symbolizes like new beginnings. It's a blind faith. It's courage to uh, to like embark on a journey like that's unknown to you. It's improvising this joy, happiness. It's like a carefree natured card. It's like just like you're just going. Um, it's like the spirit in search of experience. It represents mystical cleverness and childlike ability to tune into the inner workings of the world. You're just like trust your intuition. Your intuition says it's time to go. So you're like, okay. Um, the card itself has like this person and he's on a cliff face, but his eyes are closed or he's looking out upward instead of like at the ground where he's about to like jump over a cliff. Or not jump over a cliff, but like step off of a cliff and he's got like a little dog with him. He's like, hey, trying to warn him, but he's just there. And it's kind of, it's kind of like a full, full hearty, is that the right word? Um, full hearty. One second. And I'm bringing you out of it, but I, I need to know, I need to know. Because <laughs> I used to all the time. Yeah, foolish, full heart. I said it right. Full hearty uh, kind of endeavor where he doesn't necessarily know that he's in danger or the possibility of danger, but he's just going after it. He's just doing his thing. And it kind of is a card that kind of reminds me that the universe is watching out for you. It's like walk by faith, not by sight, if you're into the Bible. Ah, and then the card that actually. Because, like, you know, the full card zero, number one is the magician. That's my favorite card because I'm just, like, manifesting that shit. Um, and, like, when you look at the card, it's this guy. He's holding a staff. He's got the infinity symbol above his head. He's the alchemist. Uh, he's creating his uh, reality. He's got the pentacles, the cuffs, the swords, the wands on the table. He's smashing them together. He's got a garden at his feet. Things are growing around him. He, like I said, he's master of his elements. He's mastered, he's mastered his elements. He's master of his reality. Um, and this is a card of action, moving forward, making decisions with certainty, realizing potential, and employing all talents. So, like all hands on deck are making this happen. It's making use of one's fullest powers, including physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects. It's a good time to seek promotion. Time for love adventures. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, but it's like I keep it a card of the sort um, on my uh, in my phone case because I have a cat tarot deck. And so it's, it's a lot more cuter. But um, I have a cat tarot deck. And with it. I kind of keep it in my phone case so I'm reminded to kind of always think positively about all the situations and try to handle them with care and not get let myself get overwhelmed by emotion because like once those negative thoughts start coming through it also brings down your vibration you're not attracting well-being anymore and I want to attract my highest good at all times so that's what I've really been working on here Next, we have the High Priestess 
Uh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry. I, uh, there's a few different cards that, um, also mean different or also symbolize different zodiac signs. And I wanted to touch on that also. So let me go back then. Um, the magician that kind of also kind of influences or is influenced or I guess is an interpretation of like a Mercury and it's communications, reasons, intellect, and logical expression. The high priestess, that's going to be the moon. And that's going to also be like your water signs there. Um, actually has the moon, like a, a crescent moon at the bottom of her feet here. And she's kind of holding the secrets in her little robe here. Um, but it's like your intuition as trusting your intu intuition. It's intuitive understanding. It's staying passive because you need to like just kind of like let it unfold and trust that it's going to unfold in your favor. Um, it's seeing the potential, sensing the mystery, but being patient about it and calm, just being, you know, passive. Um, the emphasis is on the spiritual. That may have sexual overtones. Okay, all right, go off, high priestess. Um, have confidence in your senses and intuitions. Could be a magical time for love. I didn't realize that there is so much love in the tarot. Or, I guess, in the major arcana. Which is kind of silly to say. Um, but yeah, I didn't, um, unless maybe this is a reading. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's the high priestess. It's just kind of, like, I always see her as just trusting in your intuition, trusting that everything's going to be okay. Um, she, okay. I'm looking now. Um, so Yeah. Like the high priestess. What was my say? Just, yeah. Because I, I get her and the hierophant kind of confused, I guess, now that I'm reading her. Um, because the hierophant, we'll go over it, but it's kind of it's looking at knowledge. So it's more of the physical knowledge, whereas this is the intuitive knowledge. And the high priestess. That makes sense. I'm now going to imagine her as an oracle. Um, the empress, this is... Aries energy, uh, male or female, as they say, but just, you know, a woman in her power. Um, so it's ideas, germination, abundance, sensual pleasure, beauty, physical connection, good health, the archetype, archetype of feminine power, motherly protector, creator, and nurturer, hard to fathom because she's so mysterious and fertile, sexual, a very potent time for love when this card comes up. Okay, some fun. Somewhere is like, girl, you're going to be in love, I, I guess. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah. Moving on. Oh, wait, sorry. She, uh, yeah, this is Venus. Which is interesting. So, yeah, she gives Venus energy. That makes sense. And then the Emperor, that's your Aries, Aries. Like, that's your... Uh, masculinity that's your uh divine masculine yeah that's the excited the empress is your divine feminine and then the emperor is your divine masculine uh 
and his family focused creating order out of chaos, leadership, commanding strength, laws, and rules. So he is, like like I said, the divine masculine. Um, time to make decisions with confidence and courage. Be assertive and forge ahead. You're going to stay true to yourself and success is certain. Because you're fucking Clint, you're you're going through it. I like the emperor. Like when it shows up in the tarot, I do feel like a baddie. When like I'm watching those general readings, and I'm like, oh, things are kind of hitting hard. And then the emperor shows up. I'm like, all right, fuck it up. I'm going to go do that shit right now. Um, then we've got and you know Aries, that's your fire energy. Um, and now we're at the higher effect, which is your Sagittarius energy, really. Um, because it's focusing on sharing knowledge through an institution. It's your teacher. Um, represents education, the pursuit of knowledge. It's your teacher. That's Sagittarius energy. You can't tell me any different. Uh, oh, the higher font. It's Taurus energy. That's funny. Since when? <laughs> Since when, I say. Um, all right. I'll take it. Mitsu are going to be really stubborn about it. I need to reevaluate Tauruses, probably. I haven't really thought too much of them, to be honest. But they've been popping up. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, I never really thought too much of them, besides, like, the people I know. And they're just kind of, like, they're grounded, but they're rowdy. <laughs> Whereas Capricorns are just kind of, like, grounded, but, like, we're like, fuck it. <laughs> and then Virgos are, like, grounded, but chaotic. It's kind of interesting because they're supposed to be like the analytical ones, but they're fucking chaotic as all fuck. Um, so, but they're they're rowdy. They they are the they're rodeo. Tauruses are rodeo. That makes sense. Um, but uh, with the higher front, sorry, you know what is right for yourself and the right thing for the situation, practically. Uh, ethically and spiritually, your intuition will find a creative solutions. That's what kind of it means when you. Sorry, I guess I'm not being very clear. I don't know if I'm being clear, but um, the um, when you are pulling the card, this is kind of like the general energy, and then when the longer sentence that I read is kind of the um, kind of what the card is saying. For you. Aw, the lovers are next. That's card number six. And this is Gemini, which is kind of interesting. Um, so with the lovers, you kind of have like a garden, Adam and Eve kind of feel to it. You've got a man and you've got a girl, a woman. I need to stop saying that. You've got a man and a woman. And then you've got like some clouds and this like godlike figure with wings. Um, they're rats. They kind of remind me of the devil. And then some fruit on one side in the tree and with a snake. Yeah, it's very Garden of Eden. Um, wrapped around the uh, trunk of the tree into the bush. And then you've got kind of a bare bush on fire, it looks like, but they're probably just petals. On the other side of the mountain in the background. Um, and this is union, marriage, sympathy, connection, desire, longing, sex, which makes sense because they're naked. Um, making choices between right and wrong, so Garden of Eden. Um, 
but the card represents love and relationships, soulmates, partners, and a bar since all things that require harmony of parties are included. So it's not just like relationships. It could just also be like a business transaction. If it's going to go well, it's going to be lovers. It's going to be harmonious. And then we've got the chariot, which I thought was cancer. It is cancer. Um, and so you're going to have this person like facing forward with two sphinxes, a black sphinx and a white sphinx. On um, The black sphinx is on the left. The white sphinx is on the right. And then um, they're pulling the chariot forward. They've got kingdoms in the background. And um, this card... Energy is like goal oriented, it's self reliance, confidence, victorious, assertive, it's personal authority. So, just taking charge of your own self uh, interest. Like, just where the emperor is like, you're going to keep everything in order, the chariot is you're going to bring order. Um, it symbolizes the qualities needed to succeed in battle, able to overcome the difficulties that may stand in the way with intelligence and leadership. Which is funny that it represents cancer. Because people kind of recognize cancer as, like, being just overly emotional. Like, with all those emotions, you can't really control anything. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's the moon. It's uh, But the moon does take... The moon does win its battles. When you think about it. Because what does the moon control? It controls the waves of the water. And what does the water do? It erodes the earth. Like... The water is going to win. Yeah, that's interesting. We think about it like that. Then we have strength. And in this one, it's like a lady um, with the infinity symbol. So it's like the she is kind of like a manifester, like the magician. And she's petting this lion. Like the lion's like her pet, it looks like a She's huge. She's, like, tall, considering looking at the card. Um, and it, because she's got mountains in the background, but she looks like she's overgrown the foliage. Like, the trees are smaller than her by a miles. Um, and this this card, this truth card, uh, represents compassion, universal courage, patience, calm, frustrations to be overcome, emotional understanding. And this card represents a Leo. So, think about it. You will. Um, the woman symbolizes inner strength, the lion, courage, and passion because she is paying the lion. You have to have like the courage to, or the inner strength to like just be brave enough to pet a lion, really. And the lion is being courageous because like what do lions usually do? They attack. They attack because like you know they might feel threatened. Um, so it's just like, like so it's being courageous by like overcoming its own instincts. And just, like, letting itself be pet. The action, the expression of inner strength is kindness and uh, compassion. That makes sense. That does make sense. To a degree. Because you do have to be somewhat passionate to try to pet a lion. Or to let yourself be taken care of. Or treat it with kindness. Hmm. 
I like this series that I'm doing because it's deepening my understanding of kind of life in general as well. And it's interesting. Um, next we have the Hermit, which is representative, representative of Virgo. Um, and it's wisdom beyond years. It's a good teacher. It's seeking solitude, compassion, self-sufficiency. But it, with the, or sorry, the energy is like, a need to withdraw from society to be able to investigate the self more, investigate the self more, sorry, fully. Uh, the lantern that the man has, sorry, the car itself is like a man in gray. He's older. He's like looking towards the ground. He's got a staff in his hand and then a lantern in the other. And so the Lantern symbolizes symbolizes the need to share insight and knowledge with others. So you're they're guiding light in the and they're leading them out of the darkness kind of a feel. Next we have the Will of Fortune here, and that is representative of Jupiter. It's gonna be wealth, enterprise, business, morality, aspirations. Um, it has like a symbolization of all four signs at the corners of it. It has like a sphinx on the wheel with some runes attached to it. And then like some sort of a devil and a snake and clouds surrounding it. Um, and this is the card that represents like destiny, positive change, freedom to embrace change, uh, synchronicity, uh, making use of chance, uh, coincidence. And so this is like the start of a new cycle. Positive need to change. This is the card of destiny. Can refer to practical practical changes as well as spiritual insights. So yeah, and it's kind of so it's 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 seen as a happy card in a lot of the readings that I see, um, which it should be. It's not necessarily giving five five five. You know, it's giving trust the process. Like back to the drawing board, kind of an energy. Um, yeah, actually. And then we have next, we have Justice, which I want to say it's Libra, but I might be too on the nose. Um, nope, I was right. Um, so this represents because uh, it's a king of some sort, it's holding scales in one hand and then holding a sword. Um, on the other, he's wearing red, which is a power color, and he's got a crown. He's sitting between two heel pyres or two, you know, columns. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is she going to say? Um, and he's got one little shoe hanging out, though, so it's kind of like, what does that mean? <laughs> one foot's hidden. Well, the other is not. Hmm. I wonder if it's weird that I noticed that. Huh. Interesting. One shoe's hidden and the other one's not. Well, I guess when it comes to justice, sometimes... Sometimes not... Everything is in the light. Interesting. 
But so it's justice, it's obviously fairness, responsibility, decisiveness, is understanding cause and effect. Sometimes the cause is hidden. That could be the shoe, but the effect is like the other shoes out. Depending on like, you know, you don't necessarily know the cause, but justice will prevail. I don't know. And, and also it represents accountability. Um, and the general is like, do what needs to be done in a fair, decent way. This will triumph over bigotry and prejudice. That's nice. Um, your good efforts will bring rewards now. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'd say it's interesting. Um, probably not going to make pasta salad tonight. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Well, I guess I was only going to make the like, like, first... 11, but, like, I I could do all the other cards. I'm going to go for it. Let's go. All right. So now the, at the Hangman, this number 12. I kind of really like the Hangman. Um, the Hangman is interesting. It doesn't necessarily have a, have a, a representative. But it's the card of rebirth, so I'm going to say Scorpio. This is probably Scorpio-ish, uh, even though, though I know the death card is Scorpio. Uh, but it's rebirth is flexibility, emotional release, acceptance, new possibilities, a higher cause, reflection, pause. Um, you're at a crossroads. A sacrifice has to be made to bring the new energy into the matter. A time of transformation and transition. So it's like give and take. Like... You're going to want what you want, but you got to give it up. And this is literally like a hanged man. Like, he's uh, he's upside down, so he's not hanging, hanging with his neck. But, like, there's a gold, like a sun on his head, but it's hanging from his foot. And he's got kind of a full figure four with his legs going on. Um, and then he's got that sun behind his head. But he's, like, on a tree-ish looking thing with in the shape of a T. And then we've got the death card here. And, oh, I didn't notice how many people are fucking dead on this card. Like, the the horse is white, and then the eyes on the horse is red. The guy is in a, he's a skeleton in a fucking uh, armor. And then there's dead people on the ground, and, like, people in the background are dying. And then there's kings, like, begging him. The sun's setting in the background over, like, what looks like a kingdom. And this is Scorpio representative. And this card represents change, opportunity, new chapter, transition, new reality. Uh, so it symbolizes a time of absolute ending and absolute beginning. No possibility to go back to how things were. Change may be abrupt and complete. This is your 555. Like, the tower is really good. Uh, it's going to come up later in um, number 16 there, but, like, number 13, card 13, is death. And then we have temperance, which I believe to be Scorpio, or, sorry, Sagittarius energy. Uh, let me look. Yeah. Temperance is Sagittarius energy, and that's going to be your diplomacy uh, energy, your harmony, balance, middle ground, equilibrium, cooperation, well-being, focus it's kind of like you're in a debate you're not trying to like win the debate you're trying to reach an understanding which all debates should be about 
um, just a general understanding of each other so that we can move forward and have our ideas actually be productive. Um, but it's a, when you pull the cards, like many elements are required to make something new and positive. There has to be a balance. Your life is in such a harmony, providing strength and fortune. That's nice. Um, next card, the devil, which represents Capricorn. And it's like the devil. And he's holding up a hand. He's got something, a rune written on there. And then he's got a torch in the other. And then he's got his two little shackled demons. Um, I know this card represents codependence in some ways. Um, there's an over-inferences on appearance, staying in ignorance, experiencing limitations, feeling hopeless. Um, a card about bondage to matter and bad, bad ideas, preventing a person from growing or being healthy. Symbolic of primal desires for material pleasure. I was wondering why this card would represent Capricorn, but I do understand how we, me as a Capricorn, um, can be obsessed with just material things and accumulating status and doing our best to make it look like we are better than other people. I'm not saying that I do that because I try to be as humble as possible, but I am very full of myself. <laughs> but I'm humble in a lot of other ways. Um, just don't test me. <laughs> um, and then we have the tower. That's your 555 energy, again, showing up here. Um, and this is Mars. Okay. It's weapons, conflict, war, desire, sexual energy, courage. There's a tower burning. The crown's coming off in the card. And there's two people like fucking... Looks like the fool with its hat maybe falling down. And then the magician falling down, possibly. It's sudden change. It's an emotional outburst. It's a fresh view. So it's a different perspective. A survival sudden awakening... Blessing in disguise, a card about change and the overthrow, yeah, overthrow of life as it exists right now. Inviting reevaluation, a new look and consideration of fresh possibilities. That makes sense. You're just your 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 castle is crumbling, so you guys do make something new. Uh, we've got the star. I'm sorry, I'm speeding up because like I know that we have like an hour and a half, and I've got like all these other cards. Um. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So now we've got the star, which is representative of Aquarius. It's a good omen, though. It represents hope, inspiration, generosity, serenity, peace of mind, fame. Ooh, nice. And openness. And it's a card of hopefulness and inspiration. Many things will improve. Fortune is on your side. Old wounds will be healed. A perfect time to make changes. It's interesting that it's Aquarius. But they do have like the water bearer kind of a thing because she's is holding two jugs while she's filling them up and pouring them back into the water. And they've got the moon. And that's a representative of Pisces. I can see like maybe dreams coming with the moon, you know, because you sleep at night and you dream. And it um, the moon's a luminary, so it's uncovering and it's bringing out all the things that like to crawl around in the darkness. Uh, it's uh, Carve apprehension, illusion, imagination, bewilderment, vivid dreams, unknown territory, fears, and phobias. Because those are things that hide in the night. Um, and indicates a deeply intuitive emotional face. Trust your instincts and intuition. Follow your gut feeling and don't let yourself be confused. 
trusting your intuition. Yeah. Uh, then we have the sun after that, which is Leo energy. And uh, there's a lot going on. There's a glass sunflowers. There's a naked baby on a white horse. And the sun's staring at you. Um, and then that's happiness. That's enlightenment, vitality, love, good health, fulfillment, personal greatness, and self-assurance. Um, it's a card of freedom and happiness, obviously. Sometimes it's referred to as the best card in the tarot. Things are going well for you. Make sure it stays this way. So be cautious. Be protective of your energy. Next, we have the Judgment card. <clears throat> and that card is representative of awakening. It's an accomplishment. It's new possibilities. It's being alert and taking responsibilities. Uh, it's a signal of an impending judgment or a postponed decision. Events from the past may resurface. Put extra effort into all your actions at this time. So, like, where the sun's like, oh, my God, things going so well. Judgment's like... Be cautious. Be careful. Proceed with caution. Um, something is coming to fucking disrupt your happiness. And then we have the world, which is success, new beginnings, wholeness, union, healing, forgiving, savoring the moment. It's closing out of a cosmic cycle. Um, your hard work has brought a cycle of life to a successful conclusion. A new cycle will begin soon. Broaden your horizons and proceed with confidence. And that's the... Major Arcana, I I did it. <laughs> um, so no, thank you for listening. I will be posting my um, you know, my my monthly tarot reading. Uh, my birthday's in less than thirty days, so I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so I'll probably do a profession year going forth to my thirty second year which is going to be my ninth house of learning. I want to think, I want to say before without looking at it, because this is my eighth house and that's other people's money. And, um, girl, <laughs> I'm silly. Um, so I'll clean that up, but I've got confidence. I'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, I love you. And I hope that you guys are taking care of yourselves, drinking your water, eating your vegetables, exercising when you can, moving your body, making your inside thoughts love you too, because you are deserving of everything and you are worth more than you know. Um, sorry, I killed a fucking gnat. Told you, they're fucking everywhere. So whoever is spying on me needs to fucking stop. Like, just be my fucking friend, you fucking idiot. <laughs> she called me an idiot. Can't be her friend. Fucking asshole. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. You know, because, like, it's supposed to be just, like, little, like, spiritual, like, things. But it's, like, you can just, I don't know. Because it, it could, it's probably someone that probably shouldn't be in my energetic field. And that's why they're spying on me from afar, which is weird, but okay. Um, anyway, sorry, guys. <laughs> I love you. Have a good rest of your day, your week, your month, your year. Um, it always gets darkest before the dawn. So drink your water and live on. <laughs>